This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, guys? Halfway through the best ball regular season. I figured it's time to start reviewing our teams, diving into what should we feel good about? What do we feel good about? Maybe what we think might change the rest of the way? What teams are buried, right? So we'll just get down right into it, to the nuts and bolts. Let's just have some fun. Every Tuesday... At this time, moving forward, we'll talk about some things that have happened. You know, uh, I got a couple that we'll kick off with. And if you have any teams you want to share, make sure you go into the Discord, spikeweek.com slash Discord. Anyway, there's a link in the description to the Discord. Hop in there, drop a team into one of the draft feedback channels. I have the Discord up here, so I can always pull that team up. We can talk through, you know, if you have questions about how you constructed that team, if you just want to gloat because you have an awesome team, or you want to share a whole absolutely terrible team, really anything. This is the space where we can talk through, right? We just got the results, the final results in last night of all the games, but obviously yesterday we had some of them, and kind of seeing what changes on a week-to-week basis, it's a ton. We were talking again in the Discord. Make sure, make sure you're in you're you're in there. We have a free best ball, totally just fantasy sports Discord. Some people are talking DFS. We're talking battle royales. There's pick'em slips. Obviously, tons of best ball talk. But we were talking earlier today, and it was a really good point someone brought up that we can kind of kick off the conversation with that's a little bit more macro where um, somebody was saying Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, right? Josh Jacobs is, that's got to be the highest advance rate player. We kicked them all the way down to the eighth round or whatever sometimes. And um, let me actually pull up his, uh, I actually don't know what his final ADP was on, on underdog. Um, here's my lineups, which we, we can walk through here in a second. But you have Josh Jacobs who just went before this past week where he scored five, five total fantasy points before this past week, Josh Jacobs was seemingly the biggest smash in fantasy, right? I think I I listened to some content. I think some people even said that, Oh, Josh Jacobs is now the best pick in all of fantasy. And I think it's reasonable to expect that, but we should like talk through those kinds of things. Right. And that's what this forum is going to be for every single week is to say, okay, Yes, Josh Jacobs has smashed. What does that mean? What what does that mean for my Josh Jacobs teams? What does that mean for my non-Josh Jacobs teams? And then when you really start to dig into it with him, let me find him on here real quick. So he finished with a closing ADP on underdog of of 82. It's funny you see I have have him ranked 103rd overall, which shows you why why I have have 2% Josh Jacobs in Best Ball Mania 3 going really well but when we take a step back where it's really easy to be a prisoner of the moment and hopefully we won't do that here on this show all the time but it's really easy to be a prisoner of the moment and say man that dude just crushed especially when you do it for three weeks like josh jacobs did josh jacobs was the rb so here's essentially what happened and i can kind of pull this up while i'm talking it through josh jacobs really didn't do anything for three weeks for the first three weeks of the year, he never scored more than um, didn't even get to 10 fantasy points in a game. 
but the usage did start to improve. And so that's where we saw, you know, if you play DFS or whatever, that's where uh, we definitely started to see this potentially coming. Maybe not quite to this, <laughs> not quite to this level, but we started to see Josh Jacobs emerge and you're like, oh, baby. And then the three monster games happen, right? Uh, let me change it to half point PPR. And we go to Josh Jacobs. So he's you know sitting as the RB6 right now in in fantasy and if we go just go look at his game logs and again go to half go to half point ppr so so this is why i like these are the kinds of things i think are super fascinating to to go over because like i said when josh jacobs goes nuts for uh and i guess i i i was incorrect i had must have had it on standard but so 7.8 points for josh jacobs in week one no one cares 8.6 points in week two, Josh Jacobs, no one cares. 12.2. Okay, fine. Like, usable for sure. Then, boom, 32, 27.8, 35. Goes nuts. Right right back down to six last week. And he just had such an insane run where he is, as you see, the weekly RB1 overall, RB3 overall, RB1 overall. But in those other weeks, he really didn't even particularly help you. Like he didn't kill you, of course. He wasn't the reason you lost. He wasn't Kyle Pitts or 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 Kenny Galladay or Najee Harris. But he he was just fine. But then we get so caught up in those few weeks where Najee crushes or Najee crushes. I can't even believe I said that out loud. That will never happen. I don't think it's physically possible for Najee to crush this year where Josh Jacobs crushes. And you're like, man, he is the best. He was the best pick. He's the best fantasy pick. He's going to have the highest advance rates. He's going to, um, you know, he's going to provide such an edge, whatever. And he has been very helpful. Of course, I do think people that drafted Josh Jacobs are certainly not upset. I wouldn't be upset. I'm not upset about the, whatever three teams that I have for, uh, for Josh Jacobs. Clearly, Najee, Najee is on is on my mind. Not the the clip of Najee dancing around out in the flat on that Kenny Pickett checkdown on was it fourth and one or whatever was so long. He was dancing around out there for so long, it's still stuck in my in my mind because I watched him such a long clip of him be terrible at football. But like these kinds of things, I think are super fascinating to talk through and then also project forward. Right. So you're definitely not mad that you have Josh Jacobs, but I'm I'm a little worried about the Raiders. <laughs> little bit little bit worried about the Raiders. If anybody watched that game, I mean they didn't score. The Saints had been giving up, I believe. It, it was somewhere along the uh, near the uh lead in the entire NFL in points. They the the Raiders did not reach midfield until mid to late fourth quarter. Didn't reach midfield. Now, they had clearly been moving the ball for most of this year. That's why Josh Jacobs had a million yards and a bunch of touchdowns in three straight weeks. But this is a team <laughs> with two wins. They do get the they do get some winnable games here coming up, right? Jacksonville, Indy, Denver, Seattle. But I just start to worry about some of these some of these teams that are frankly not very good. Look what the Colts are doing. Look what the Lions are doing, selling off assets. I think other teams are going to start to do this. I think we're going to kind of see buyers and sellers, and not even necessarily like with trades or whatever. Hopefully we get some more trades today. But not necessarily with uh, with trades, but with like, you know, the Lions may just shut DeAndre Swift down. We, after a few weeks, after a few weeks, we were very much not not mad about having DeAndre Swift on teams, right? Uh, let me go back and we can look at him as another example of kind of just a, a quick, quick and dirty. Uh... Find Swift here. Swift scoring 15 points per game. Swift scoring 15 points per game. He's really not even like that far off of some of the best backs, you know, certainly not um, like in the Eckler territory. 
But half half point PPR, right? If we were doing this show on the Tuesday of week three, we'd be like, damn, Swift was a good pick. Swift was a good pick. You know? He wasn't even getting the ball a ton. Dude barely touched the ball in week two. Scored 15.7 half, half PPR points. Had 15 carries for 144 yards in week one against the Eagles, who are one of the best defenses in the NFL. You would be wheels up. Right. But this best ball season is a freaking roller coaster <laughs> early in the year. Remember Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler, frankly, both like looked not great. Eckler was not getting the ball at the goal line. Eckler was sharing a lot of snaps. The Chargers defense looked much better this year. And we started to see mm, maybe this Eckler at fifth overall, sixth overall was not a very good pick. Boom, defense starts to get hurt. Keenan gets hurt. Mike Williams gets hurt. Josh Kelly gets hurt. And the Chargers are not winning games, or, you know, they're winning some games, but they're not dominating games. And what happens? Last year's Austin Eckler comes right back. Derrick Henry gets a couple of good matchups. 30 carries a week, smashes. And so Christian McCaffrey traded, smashes. And so. It's a fun thought experiment, like week to week, because who we, right, last week at this time, everybody would have said, oh, my God, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> like, and I was probably thinking it. I probably would have came on here and said, oh, well, guys, I got 2% Josh Jacobs. I got, I got 2% Josh Jacobs. I'm probably dead and buried. 2% Josh Jacobs, 1% Austin Eckler, and, uh, after last week, uh, very little Ken Walker. It would be it, it would be a tough, 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 tough scene for me. But then, a Eckler goes on by, so that's a little bit lucky. But like you say, I've won in best. Well, we'll just use Best Ball Mania as a as an example because I don't want to cross over uh, into to pull in you know super flex and backyard best ball and different stuff to screw up the exposures. But like you would have had Brees Hall two weeks ago and whatever, uh, Josh Jacobs, and you would be riding high. Now Brees Hall is hurt, and Josh Jacobs has a horrible game in what seemed like an awesome matchup, right? And so racking and stacking all of these, all of these things, I wanted to start this because we'll look back, right? We're going to get to week 17. We'll do this show, and we'll review – the semifinals and we'll look back like at this first episode, like maybe Josh Jacobs is just a smash, but maybe he's useless come that time. And it'll be fascinating to kind of see the, have like a little bit of documentation on, okay, how did these teams, how did these teams stand, you know, in week seven, week eight, week nine versus in uh, once we actually got to the end of the season. Let me share a team that Silas Silas just posted in the Discord. I don't know if there's oh no. Okay. Silas is Silas says, my second highest scoring team lost both Javante and Brees. And the third third your third highest scoring team is a robust RB team with both <laughs> with both Chubb and Hunt. Which is this one? Yeah, okay, this one. Let me zoom in a little bit here. Jalen Hurts, so 1,070 points, obviously sitting in first place. Gee, good Lord, scored 168 points. This week, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, Austin Eckler. Oh, my Lord. Look at those running backs. Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Jamal Williams. Absolute stone cold smash, particularly if anybody's watching this down the road. We're recording this on trade deadline day. So if Hunt gets moved, oh baby. Oh baby. DJ Moore, who is apparently just uh, uh, a total renaissance, has, is undergoing a renaissance with, with PJ Walker. There you go, Andrew, trying to zoom in a little bit better. DJ Moore. Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, 
Robert, what good lord, dude, did you draft a wide receiver uh under the age of, you know, 25? DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, Nicole Hardman, Alec Pierce, James Washington, and Tyquan Thornton. James is James Washington coming back? Can someone remind me? <laughs> is he coming back at, at some point? Um, but and then Dallas Goddard and trying to scroll down. Sorry, the Zoom in Discord is a little bit obnoxious. There we go. Dallas Goddard and Tyler Higby. My God, this team is a stone cold smash. So the Hurts to Goddard stack, Tannehill to Robert Woods stack with DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. Other than James Washington, completely healthy at wide receiver, and it, I think you're totally fine with an unhealthy James uh, James Washington. Tyquan coming on strong. Alec Pierce, I think, is in a, a good spot to be useful for you down the stretch. Nicole with the one monster game and uh, another usable week or two. Tyler Boyd in an awesome spot now uh, without Jamar Chase soaking up some more targets. Pretty fun. This team is awesome. This team is insane. So, like, I'll be interested to see, like I said, in a, a couple months, we come back and we're like, man, like, think about this team, right? Right now, you couldn't even use all these running backs. Isn't that crazy? Uh, the problem with the robust running back team. Uh, I guess you used uh, all three. I'm, I'm thinking about last week. But you get the Kamara monster game. You get another awesome Chubb game. You get another good Jamal Williams game. Um, last week you get the huge, huge Eckler game. I mean, the running back room is absolutely loaded. I'll be fascinated to see, uh, what the, what the receiving room, what the receiving room ends up doing. Cause there's definitely enough pieces. You just got to mix and match some scores, right? Obviously DJ Moore's cooking. Chris Godwin kind of comes in with like a baked in floor. It's not, it's not what I really you were hoping for when he drafted Chris Godwin, but I think the baked in floor for him is nice with the amount of targets that he's getting, assuming the bucks don't collapse, which they shouldn't being as though the Falcons are in first place in the division, which is just disturbing. Um, so I'm going to pull up as well. Feel free to drop any, any teams, any any anything you're looking for kind of feedback or whatever on into draft feedback doesn't have to be just underdog either if you want to uh if you want to drop sorry let me get that situated if you want to drop anything into DraftKings or drafters ffpc fan duel whatever feel free to drop those in so i was going to pull up some of my teams and what i was going to do is really quickly run through some of the kind of most notable names. So when I sent out, uh, I sent out kind of the tweet, I was thinking about kind of the hottest names now. And you see, you, you probably saw that Christian McCaffrey is on the, is on the thumbnail. And I can't stop thinking about this is, I should have said this in a different way. CMC has been top of mind kind of for the last week or so where the 49ers trade for him and you just can't like, I just can't envision a scenario in which he just like, isn't an absolute smash. Then he goes in first game, pulls off the triple crown, a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown in the same game. Absolutely dominates the Rams without Debo, you know, so he loses Debo for a little bit, which is helpful for him. But honestly, I think he's going to, Crush even with Debo. Their offense is just truly insane. So I wanted to look at um, some Christian McCaffrey teams. I have, I think I shared it. I have something like 7% Christian McCaffrey in in Best Ball Mania. So you see here, eleven. I have 11 CMC teams. 27% of them are advancing. 45% of them are within 20 points of advancing. And of course, we see, I have it sorted here by total points. Um, so you'll see my highest scoring team here at the top. And it is, of course, a Trey Lance team. <laughs> so that's just painful right off the top, right? Like 
Christian McCaffrey is a guy who I think is going to be an absolute monster fantasy asset down down the stretch here. I think with what some of these other running backs have been doing, his performance has been, a, you know, his performance might feel a smidge muted because you have Jacobs, you have Eckler, Chubb's been great. Um, you have the 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 zero RB guys, Ramondre, Ken Walker, etc. Um, but you see this team. I mean, imagine if this team could have swapped out a quarterback, but we have the robust two, four, nine, three, robust running back team. CMC, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley with Chris Evans. I really don't even know why I tacked on Chris Evans, but then loses Mike Williams. So we're down Trey Lance and Mike Williams. Brandon Ayuk kind of luck boxed into uh, CMC and Brandon Ayuk both benefiting from Debo. But we got Gabe. Basically, Gabe, Drake, London, Ayuk, Kenny Galladay, useless. Sterling Shepard, useless. <laughs> McColl, Josh Palmer, maybe back, hopefully back this week. So, you know, with Lance, with Lance and some of these stacked up injuries, it's uh, it's not. This team is not not looking great. But you can see, so it's up by forty six points right now. It's actually in second, not in first. It's up by forty six points right now. Unless Daniel Jones, you know, has the greatest playoff run ever, probably not live to do much damage. Maybe if he has a good week 15. But um, those are always the tilting ones to go through. I'm going to run through a couple of these, Andrew, and then I'll pull your team up. Then I'll pull your team up. And uh, Gerardo says, is it just me? Or is scoring really bunched up right now? I'm not advancing in many, but within striking distance in most of my BBMs. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think that um, the sheer amount of injuries and then the fact that there's kind of been great performances from all over the board. So we spent a lot of time talking about Josh Jacobs. We're now looking at Christian McCaffrey, who was the 101, 102. Ramon J. Stevenson, Ken Walker, Enos had big games. Jamal Williams has probably been one of the most valuable picks in fantasy with Swift banged up and, and really him just even when Swift has been healthy, Jamal being useful via the touchdown. You sprinkle in some Taysom late in drafts. There, it hasn't been yet like last year where Derrick Henry is just lapping the field for half the season or Cooper Cup is just lapping the field. You know what I mean? The scoring across the board, really the only people like kind of lapping the field would be like a Josh Allen. And even then it's a quarterback. So like you're the Josh Allen teams are gaining points at quarterback most week, most weeks on the field, but not so much like when you gain points from a 40 point Taysom week, that's like massive. You gain five or 10 points at quarterback. It's nice, but it's not, excuse me, in terms of separation. It's not going to separate you. And so I, I feel kind of the same way. Last year at this time, I felt like we might do this, start to do this exercise that I'm doing here. And I I would have like a lot of teams that I was like done, absolutely, completely stone cold dead that were sitting in 11th or whatever and just had no chance. We may go through some of these, maybe even some of these CMC teams. Like my best, my highest scoring CMC team that we just went through I don't believe is live because it only has Daniel Jones at quarterback. Everything else is pretty much fine, but it only has Daniel Jones at quarterback. And frankly, only like six wide receivers right now. One of them's David Bell, <laughs> you know, so it's a killer team because basically because of CMC Chubb and Saquon being on it with a few useful wide receivers. But like in terms of win equity in a tournament, that's the kind of stuff I want to dive into. Like people will be like, Oh, what's your advance rate? Well, like, that team is this team we just reviewed is helping my advance rate. It's also helping my advance rate on like CMC teams, which I'm really excited. Like I, I, I would love to get as many CMC teams through as possible. This team is helping that both of those metrics. If I were to try to judge my teams by those metrics, this team is helping both of those metrics. However, it's not, it's not really helping my win equity in the tournament, in my opinion, unless Unless we get a, a Daniel, so people will argue, oh, I just want to get as many bullets through. This team might get through, but like, okay, I might get whatever, 40 bucks back, right? 40 is the min cash. 
which is good. That's good. But it's not helping my chances of winning $2 million, in my opinion. See if we can find a different team that is maybe helping that that chance. This one's interesting. Two, clearly uh, uh, the CMC robust teams are are doing well. Drafted out of the third slot. It is up by 20. It is in first and up by 26 points. Lamar and Mariota at quarterback. CMC, Aaron Jones, and Lenny at running back with Jerry, Judy, Devonta Smith, Drake London, MBS, Crystal. Okay, so this team's a little more fun. <laughs> CMC, I would prefer, you know, CMC, Aaron Jones, Lenny is much worse than CMC, Chubb, Saquon. No question. But it's still decent. And Judy, Devonta Smith, London, MVS, Olave, Wilson, Josh Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, Alec Pierce, and the old James Prochet stack with Lamar. <sighs> Awful tight ends, but Albert O, Tyler Higby, and Noah Fant at tight end. So tight ends hurting, but you know, pray to God Albert O gets traded and and that team. So that team, right? So that team is like actually alive is actually alive, even though it has scored less points than this team. It's winning by less, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Next one is a Javante team, so we won't go through that. The next one after that is a Rashad Penny team, which I would, I guess isn't technically dead, but CMC, Devin Singletary, Michael Carter, and Zamir White at running back is probably a little bit thin, especially then we have Elijah Moore goose eggs mixed in here. Kyle Pitts and Albert O. Um, Another Penny team. Just trying to see here. So here's here, here's a little bit, right? So here's a, a kind of similar version. Aaron Jones over Saquon. Three RB. CMC, Nick Chubb, and Aaron Jones. Got a Kyler. Kyler, probably like Trey McBride. Yeah. Kyle, oh, God, look at the tight ends. See, so this team is... Kind of interesting, but a bunch of landmines. Alberto, Komet, and McBride, all useless. Jalen Tolbert, useless. Kenny Galladay, useless. Everything else is, is okay. So, again, this team live to advance. Not so certain that this team is uh, is live to, to win. Um, I'm going to pull up Andrew's team, which he just posted in the discord let's take a look see what we got here zoom in see hopefully you guys can see this i'll scroll down to get to the tight ends um cm so uh, again he mentioned it was a cmc team an anchor CMC team with Mahomes and Burrow. That's interesting. Mahomes stacked with Juju. Burrow stacked with T with Mike Evans. Nuke. Very nice. Getting man surrounding surrounding because, you know, CMC was fine to start the year, but not great. And so to be able to and, and Mike Evans, like fine, not great. He's had a couple of good games, but just to be able to, and then you have, you, you missed six weeks from DeAndre Hopkins, but think about how perfect the surrounding pieces are on these guys to be able to get this kind of collect this odd collection of players, right? You, you wouldn't pull up and say, man, this is my best team. I'm not saying this is your best team, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't think to pull up and say, man, this is my best team. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have i I'm trying to uh, scroll a smidge here. One second. It doesn't have like so Pat Fryermuth and Hunter Henry at tight end, right? It doesn't have Mark Andrews. It doesn't have Josh Jacobs. It doesn't have Ken Walker. Um, doesn't have it doesn't even have like Taysom. It doesn't have a lot of these guys that have been like really hugely beneficial. You know, it doesn't have Pollard from this past week getting a thirty spot. It doesn't have. Um, really like any of the wide receiver, you know, these wide receivers are like really good. And isn't it so interesting though, how they'll mesh together, right? There's been a, like a big Evans game and then some decent Evans performances. There's been like a big T game and some decent T performances, one big Juju game 
right? Nuke has been awesome since he got back, but you were able to get, right, the Pickens, Wilson, even Zay helping you out. He's got 35 points for you on the season. You get the Jamal Williams smash, Ramondre smash alongside CMC. So, like, combined with two of the highest upside quarterbacks, when you get to the playoffs, like, this is fun. And I like Fryermuth. Um, Hunter Henry has obviously been really shitty. But I really like Fryermuth, like, having – which I don't have much of. <laughs> I don't have much of Pat Fry, Pat Fryermuth either. I'm not sure how I'm going to survive. We're going to figure this out over the course of the next <laughs> few weeks as we run through my teams. And you're like, you don't have any Eckler, you don't have any Josh Jacobs, you don't have any, you know, of all the best picks. How are you going to make money? And my answer is, I really don't fucking know. On on underdog, that is for sure. Get lucky, pray. I'm I'm going to pray for two months. But Fryermuth is a tight end. I think you should be excited about. I know you're a Steelers fan, so uh, you know better than anyone. But is he is is he like the upside play of Kelsey and and uh, Andrews? Of course not. But I think from a role and target volume perspective, like you like you keep I keep pulling up my teams and it's like uh, Higby and Faint and like these crappy. <laughs> These like truly Higby is, I guess, similar to Pat Fryermuth, but I think there's a little more juice uh, in 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 the Pat Fryermuth teams. So this team is really fun and an awesome example of like again, we spend all our time talking, and we're, and we're because we're doing it high level because we're not really digging into specific teams, how players mesh together or whatever, right? And when you start to dig in and you say. Yeah, you have to like obviously Ramondre has been awesome and Jamal Williams has been awesome. But you're like, well, you had you missed Nuke for six weeks. You your tight ends are incredibly average. <laughs> you have two elite quarterbacks, so you're kind of theoretically losing some juice maybe at wide receiver, especially when you have Nuke, but it it's a perfect mix of everything. Young the young players like Pickens and Wilson Zay. Zay is just the perfect like late round guy on a team like with Hopkins, right? You get you're just like please God Zay give me a few usable weeks while while Hopkins is out which is exactly what happened and then you just hit the nuts at running back around CMC with Ramondre and Jamal and maybe Hunt Hunt could be that guy and frankly Zamir has the contingent value from uh, from Jacobs really good example of a of a team you know. Like the kind of the point I'm excited you brought that one up because like literally kind of the point of this whole show was like we we talk so much throughout the course of the best ball season. You're like, oh, crap. Like like I said, I have one percent Austin Eckler. Uh Oh, but like then you pull up your best teams and you're like. Oh, baby. OK, let's look at this. Chase Claypool traded to the Bears. Is that what we're saying? So a Brandon uh, Silas also said Brandon Cook's. Not spotted, not spotted at practice today. This is pretty sick. Let's find out. Let's look at Chase Claypool. Um, I want to look. Let's see. Let's see if we got any Claypool, Claypool Fields teams. Again, we'll we'll keep it to Best Ball Mania. I didn't draft a ton of Claypool either, but you have to be excited about Claypool. Let's look. Oh, here's an this will. This will be an interesting example. So I have six total, interestingly, six total Claypool teams, and two of them are advancing. Three of them are within 20 points of advancing. So I don't even need to filter for fields. We can look really quick. Of course, Claypool was my picket stack partner on that team. No, no. Now I got it. But now I got to know if I have Claypool. And now I got to know if I have Claypool and, uh, <laughs> and fields on DraftKings. But like trade deadline day is such a good day to kind of think about these because it's like um, some of these guys, uh, I want to look at Kadarius Tony after this as well, because some of these guys who, uh, oh, come on, big bucks. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Seven, seven. Now, they're not very good. One, one, one advancing. But we got, we found some, we found some Justin Fields, Chase Claypool teams in the DraftKings Millie. We got one that's advancing. <laughs> Swift, son of a bitch. But, oh, look at that, Ken Walker. So we got a Kyler, Fields, Lawrence, 
Swift, Kamara, Ken Walker. Uh, running backs are really bad if Swift doesn't get it together. <laughs> um, Diggs, Gabe, Mooney. You got the old Justin Fields double stack now. Mooney, Claypool. To Hawk. You even got Hawk on the Vikings now. Hawk on the Vikings. This team's not bad if Swift if Swift uh if Swift uh can figure it out. This is a good point by Quan on uh Andrew's team. Uh or or oh, he had Evans, but uh same same kind of idea. Uh not not that Evans is hurt, but I like this where Mike Mike Williams was good and really useful for you most of the time. A couple big games, a couple not so big games, but you got uh like you you if if you mesh them together, you could you could find a way to get Hopkins has got to be a, a he can't be like a crazy high advance rate player. He missed six like missed six weeks, could miss more, who knows? And then Mike Williams now going to be out for whatever you know four to six weeks. We don't really know how long. I'm just speculating. Could be out for multiple weeks, but like if you mesh them together, you get a a month and a half of good Mike Williams games. Then you get a month and a half of Hopkins games. And then when the playoffs come together, you get them both together on at, at low ownership. That would be pretty sweet. This is a good one too. Pickens. Um, if you got, if you got Pickens teams, uh, that is, that is very nice. See, I know Rob's not excited for the Claypool for the Claypool thing. I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying you should necessarily be excited. Like he's obviously not going to be some super, you know, they don't throw enough for him to get 20 targets or whatever. But I think it's interesting because they're starving for somebody. And I don't think Clay, Claypool's certainly not a star. He has flaws. He has issues <laughs> as a football player. He plays way too small for how big he is. That's mainly it. That's mainly the thing. He plays way, he plays way too small for six foot four, 240 or whatever. But He's a freak athlete, clearly capable of making big plays, and he's absolutely better than Dante Pettis and Equinemia St. Brown and Valus. He's better than those guys. So you get you get Claypool alongside Mooney, and they're they're moving the ball right now. The Bears are. The Bears are moving the ball. They're finally running fields a little bit. And now that doesn't mean there's gonna be a lot of passing, but just if you can eke any efficiency out of the offense, you know. Now you add another weapon. I don't know. I would be pretty excited. I'm going to look at Fields teams really quickly too, and then we can uh, hit a couple. Carlos will hit your question, and um, let's see. Eleven total best ball mania three teams with Justin Fields. Not a lot advancing. Not a lot close. <laughs> not too. Not too surprising. But one being a Josh Allen Justin Fields team, which has. Miles Sanders, we double tap the Eagles running backs. Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Raheem Mostert. So not bad. The running backs could be better. You would prefer the Ramondres and Ken Walkers of the world. But Pollard, Miles, Mostert. Sprinkle in maybe a little bit of Hilliard here or there with some with some guys who still have some contingent value. That's not bad. Allen Diggs stack with Gabe, A.J. Brown, freaking Bateman, Rashad Bateman, the Fields Mooney stack, Brevin Jordan and Mike Gasicki. Jesus Lord. That's terrible. Um, two. So here's the second advancing team. This one's kind of interesting. Late. So a late round QB team, right? Fields, Goff, Mariota, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, Naheem Hines, who is supposed to be getting traded as well. If that happens, Someone drop that in the chat because that would be sweet for this team. Hines, James Robinson also got traded. Zamir White, Jarek McKinnon, Boston Scott. Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Gabe Davis. See, this one would be pretty interesting too in terms of like a, you would never, a solo Travis. So so we went with the old singular tight end. <clears throat> Zero RB, three late round quarterbacks, solo Kelsey. For the old... Three seven seven one team. How many three seven seven one teams you got there? But again, this you know, so this team's ahead by eleven points, sitting in first place. But you would not guess. Like I just pulled this team up, and I'm like, hmm, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's kind of a fun team to have. The running backs are not perfect. 
But, you know, we would have said last year at this time, is is Devin Singletary one of the running backs you want on your teams? You would have been like, no. No. And then Devin Singletary was one of the guys you needed down the stretch. Same for Rashad Penny. So just having kind of some life on some of these teams. If any of you have have a Fields team or a Claypool team or a, a Pickens team or a, or a Hawkinson team or anything like that, again, drop it into the Discord. I have it up here, and I will be monitoring. Um, let's look. Let's look. We were looking at McCaffrey. I wanted to look at um, <clears throat> some. Oh, Tony, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is like. <laughs> uh, uh, we talked about Claypool and like uh, I don't know how great this is for Claypool, or, or or you know just generally speaking, is it? It's definitely not the best landing spot. You probably would have preferred Green Bay or something. But it's exciting because maybe he can kind of become the man here. Maybe he can actually make some big plays, which the Steelers have not been doing. So it's at least interesting to look at. And maybe and maybe you find yourself on some unique combinations of players. Kadarius Tony, however, maybe I'm I'll be wrong because betting on these types of players, really hot, really highly volatile. Really highly volatile. Who knows if Kadarius Tony is actually healthy? He's saying he is, and the Giants are just holding holding him back. I I personally tend to believe that. Maybe it's wrong to believe Kadarius Tony, but I, I'm kind of tending tending to believe that. And even if it isn't the case, he just fits. He just fits the Chiefs so perfect, and so he's another guy who we're sitting here halfway through the season. And you would be like, uh, this is, he was a disaster pick, right? He hasn't done, he hasn't, he hasn't even played. It's worse than Nuke. He's not even doing anything. But now you look at that team and if you have, so you see here in BBM, I have 12 Kadarius Tony teams. Three of them are within 20 points of advancing. Interestingly enough, my third, so again, I have it sorted by points here. So it's kind of funny sometimes you'll see, right? I have three teams within 20 points of advancing, but my third highest scoring team is not one of them. <laughs> it has scored 19 more points than a team that's closer to moving on. And it is a, oh my Lord, a Devin Singletary, Rojo, Car Michael Carter, Thierry, and Davis Price. Oh God. I don't know how this I don't know how this team is is doing well. Yeah, Felix spotted the Najee team. So we have a one of my one of my two advancing Kadarius Tony teams is Najee Harris. You want to talk about a, a lower owned kind of pairing there. Damian Pierce, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Khalil Herbert picking up the slack for Najee. That's how you had to build your Najee teams. Pray to God your other running backs. You have to build Najee teams like zero RB teams. Ay, ay, ay. Hollywood. I'm not. Uh, this team's going to, unless Najee starts doing something, this team's going to be difficult. Uh, Hollywood out. Gabe. Amon Ra. That's nice. With Tony, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, Nico, Zay. Oh, and, and Andrews and Hurst. That's not a bad team. That's not a bad team. But again, see, so it has Andrews, but you're like, I don't know. Is there anybody? This team is winning. Is in first place in it in in the league that it's in. Kyler Zach Wilson, not exciting. Najee Stone Cold bust. Pollard good. Seven Tingle Devin Singletary meh. Damian Pierce very good. Khalil Herbert pretty good. Hassan Haskins useless. Marquise Brown hurt. Gabe good every fourth game. Amon Ra pretty good, but has actually been kind of bad for fantasy for a while. The dang injuries are killing him. Kadarius Tony literally hasn't played. Garrett Wilson, pretty good. Jahan Dotson hasn't played in a month or whatever. Nico hurt. Zay redacted. Mark Andrews, pretty good. Hayden Hurst. So you run through that team and you're just like, 
it's okay, but it's winning. It's in first, you know, and then it gets through. Let's say it's healthy. Let's just say it's healthy by the, by, by the playoffs. It gets through probably has a pretty popular Mark Andrews, but like, other than that, you know, you got some juice with these, you know, so looking at your Kadarius Tony teams, super interesting, super interesting. Just going to scroll, see if there's anything else kind of notable from these teams. And you guys can make fun of my crappy teams. Here's, here's, I want to see if there's any useful run. Damn it. I was really hoping, I was really hoping this team was not completely dead. Because here's something interesting, right? Tony gets traded to the Chiefs, and you land him on a Patrick Mahomes team. It also has CMC, who we just talked about being a smash. RB2 is going to need some good luck on Naheem Hines' landing spot and maybe Michael Carter to do something. But you've at least got CMC covered. Rashad White, maybe Rashad White can get a little bit more work. A.J. Brown, smash. Allen Robinson, yikes. Devonta Smith, Tony. Olave, sky. <laughs> but, like, you know, again, if you have the with Pitts, Hurst, and Hayden Hooper, Hayden Hooper, Austin Hooper, like, it's a fun thought experiment to go through some of these teams and think about the guys. Like, so, like, Tony is an example, and CMC was an example. Maybe you think Claypool is Pickens, definitely, which Andrew has freaking 73% of. I would be very excited for Pickens. Go through. I don't know if you can go through all your Pickens teams because it's your whole, it's all of them. <laughs> Andrew would have to go through all of them to look at the Pickens teams. But maybe the rest of us, you know, you're like, Pickens has been, he's not the total best example for this analogy because he, he's been, he's been okay. <clears throat> not really anything special, you know, and he really got steamed up boards. Like I have nine total pick and seams and only one is advancing. Oh my God. Look at it. Javante is on all my <laughs> Javante is on all my pick and seams. And here's another funny example. My highest scoring pick and team is in fifth. My second highest scoring pick and team is advancing. And it's up by 28. This one's down by 58. But yeah, it looks like Javante killed my pick and Killed my Pickens team. See if we got any. So here's, oh my God. How did we draft this team? Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz. So let's go. We're just riding Hurts the rest of the way. JT, awful. Zeke, awful. But Ramondre, Rojo, Spiller, and Daryl Henderson. AJ Brown, Judy, Drake London, Russell Gage, Isaiah McKenzie, Zay, Pickens, Curtis Samuel, and pits. So like there's an, I mean, it's 55 points behind with a lot of guys who really haven't done shit with J. I mean, JT being an example. So you have all these different teams sitting, sitting in these kind of funny spots now at the midway point that I think is an interesting time to, again, kind of review. And I figured I would pull up some of mine so you can see what bad teams look like um so tony cmc was an example of someone who's been bad but he wasn't awesome someone someone who i think right there's that bucket of cmc tony maybe definitely pickens maybe claypool i don't know about hawk maybe hawk right but some guys hopkins who i wasn't drafting deandre hopkins hopkins Guys who may not be who we're thinking of, like Josh Jacobs, like Ramondre, like Mark Andrews, may not be who we're thinking of the guys where you're like, man, that dude's a smash. Austin Eckler, those guys are going to be on all my best teams. Finding the guys, finding the guys who, it's not just finding the guy, right? Everybody will say, like, oh, he's underperformed. So JT is a good example. Oh, he's underperformed. So maybe you'll get him low owned in the finals or in the playoffs. It's like, that's all well and good. But the point is to have somebody who's low owned and projects well. 
right? Rashad, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad Penny, somebody who not only did you get there with that guy, but it wasn't like you got there and they were a bad projection and low owned. That doesn't really help you, right? If J- if JT, and I'm not saying this will be the case, if you get JT to the playoffs, yes, sometimes variance happens and he can have a big game. But if you get him to the playoffs and he projects like the 15th best running back of the, on the board, you're giving up so much projection that uniqueness isn't really helping you offset the projection. You're just at that point, you're just praying for the variance gods as opposed to what you want is getting Kadarius. Tony ends up as the wide receiver one on the chiefs and he's a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy. I know it's a reach. I'm just saying, let's use that as an example. What you want is having a Kadarius Tony team where you reach the playoffs. No one else has him because he didn't do shit for eight weeks, nine weeks. You reach the playoffs with Kadarius Tony. He is both low owned and a high upside and high floor, whatever. His projection and his upside is huge. That's the edge. I know we try to make ourselves feel good by saying, well, maybe I can get Kyle Pitts to the, <laughs> maybe I can get Kyle Pitts to the playoffs on some teams and he'll be low owned. It's like, Maybe the t- maybe tight end isn't the best example because at least at tight end, you know, everybody has a bad projection besides two guys. But like, we'll do it with right. No offense, Felix. I'm sorry. Maybe I can get Najee. Maybe I can get Najee to the playoffs and no one else will have him, right, in my pod, or no one will have him in the finals of Best Ball Mania. It's like that seems like oh yeah. That's great to have the low own player, and it kind of is. But if the low own player projects so much worse, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't help you, right? It's like playing. It's like playing Najee in DFS when there's all right playing Najee in DFS. No one played Najee on DraftKings. Not when there's all, right Foreman, Kamara, Pollard, Jacobs, CMC, Derrick Henry. You know, he projected as like the 20th best running back on the entire slate. So just because you played him in DFS at 0.5% ownership doesn't matter because he has no chance to outscore everybody else. What you want is the 0.5% ownership with the Pollard upside. So those are the guys we need to find. Tony Pickens, right? I think those are good examples of those guys. Hughes? Yugs, huge, Yugs. We're going with Yugs. I'm currently fourth overall in BBM. Holy shit. And I'm starting to victory lap. Very ready to be sad. What's the team? What's the team? You can type it in the chat. You can post it in the Discord, whatever you want to do. I'm interested. I'm interested to see the team. Yugs. There are guys with JK who up, oh, JK Dobbins, yeah, who may fit that well. Misses eight to 10 games and maybe a smash and low owned. Yeah, he could be a guy who. We know the Ravens can run. Gus Edwards scored two touchdowns in his first game. So did Dobbins. (laughs) Dobbins has a two-touchdown game. Gus has a two-touchdown game. Kenyon Drake has a big game. We know that the Ravens running backs can produce fantasy points. Dobbins needs to get there and have a a role, right? We need to reach that point, and J.K. Dobbins actually has a freaking role. Let's Let's try to look at a Dobbins team really quick. J.K. Dobbins. I drafted 10 J.K. Dobbins teams. Two of them are advancing. Four of them are within 20 points, so that's not too bad. Let's see. The best one. Oh, my gosh. They're actually kind of kind of smashing. Up, One is up by 119. One is up by 105. 1,083 points. Jalen Hurts, Tua, Dobbins. Pollard, freaking Penny, Penny, Spiller, Dontrell Hilliard. How the hell does this have that many points at running back? <laughs> I don't know how this team has uh, is doing anything, frankly. Stefan Diggs, ooh, Mike Williams, that hurts. Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Jalen Tolbert, yuck. Jacoby Myers, Zay Jones, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder. Again, uh, another, just the benefits of a, I don't think this team is particularly live to win BBM, but 
the benefits of a solo Kelsey team. Here's 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 one. Here's one of my Josh Jacobs teams. It has J.K. Dobbins. Now the quarterback play is <laughs> not great, but isn't it funny that a Matthew Stafford Marcus Mariota team is in first by 106 points with Dobbins, who's only had one good game, but Josh Jacobs, CPAT about to come back, Mostert, and then some useless running backs, but Cooper Stafford to Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddell, Rashad Bateman could be another interesting uh, playoff guy, Brandon Ayuk, MVS, David Njoku, Tyler Higby, Brevin Jordan. Lose David Njoku. This team's going to have to fight off the old... Uh, the old injuries. All right, let me find Yug's uh, team real quick in the Discord. We can review what an actual good team looks like as opposed to my shitty teams that we keep looking at. Um, let me zoom in. I'll zoom in just a smidge more here. Okay. I really hate this damn. One second, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My fault. Okay. So, Lamar and Tua, phenomenal. Almost as good as you can get at the quarterback position. What? Wait, this is the team that's in fourth place and it has Dobbins? Holy hell, look at those running backs. Okay. This is a fourth place, fourth place team in best ball mania three. Lamar and Tua with J.K. Dobbins, Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and Michael Carter. Wow. Those running backs are unreal on a zero running back team. J.K. Dobbins, Ramondre Stevenson, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and Michael Carter. Perfect example of like um, a, just a really well-built team. Hats off to you. B, when we were talking about like the Najee thing, these guys are why getting low-owned Najee, right, to the playoffs is not that impactful because he's not going to project better than like it, all else equal, right? Fast forward two months and assume everything is is going according to plan. Najee's not even going to project better than these guys. Nonetheless, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, right? And so the power of leverage is in, like you said, um, it's kind of in in structure as well, right? You have a team that honestly doesn't really need J.K. Dobbins, but it would be nice to have that extra bullet to find a two-touchdown performance when you get into the playoffs. And I mean... You're obviously trying to win the million, the regular season prize. And I certainly would say that you're live with Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and Michael Carter. The Michael Carter, we need Michael Carter. I need Michael Carter right there with you. So you'll be the one winning a million dollars. I'll just be advancing a couple more teams. But I'm right there. with Michael Carter is like probably one of my more important players the rest of the way. So we need, we need the Jets. We need the Jets. And, of course, they get the Bills this week. So that's probably not going to be good. At wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Ty- oh, my God. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell, George Pickens, Garrett Wilson, Paris Campbell, Brian Edwards. Had to just throw Brian Edwards on there to throw us off the scent because those wide receivers are disgusting. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell mixed in with Probably the two highest upside rookies now, Olave. These two and Olave, George Pickens and Garrett Wilson. Paris Campbell has even came in big for you a little bit. And then uh, Pat Fryermuth, Taysom Hill. Oh, my God. Pat Fryermuth, Taysom Hill, and Greg Dolchich. I mean, if J.K. Dobbins were healthy, I don't know what the top three teams look like in BBM, but I find it difficult to say if jk dobbins were healthy you would not be the favorite i find it very tough to say that i know that those teams are obviously going to be awesome too and i I do i have seen the first place team but the first place team is a three six seven three team that's honestly kind of thin 
the, the scores have come together really well. I think from a weekly and rest of season upside and projection stance, this team is right there. This team is right there. Needs, you know, the running backs are awesome, but it does still need, you know, when you only have four of them, you still need a little bit of run good. You know what I mean? Like you need the weeks to come together right. And you and you need not to have anybody, you know, when when guys are on buys, you're gonna need people to step up and have big games. However, um, you got a good darn good stable of guys to do it. And I mean the wide receivers. Good lord. Good lord. That is truly, truly insane. Um this makes so much sense that all the top teams are Allen stacks. So there's a <clears throat> a good example when we were talking about advance rates. Josh Allen is probably gonna be. Josh Allen is going to be, even for a quarterback going in the third round, is going to be a, probably a pretty high advanced rate player. All the highest scoring teams have him. So naturally, uh, if all the highest scoring teams have him, a lot more teams with him are going to advance, especially because they're stacking him with Diggs, Gabe, <coughs> other guys having big years. All right, let's look at let's look at Jake's team really quick, and then we can get out of here. Jalen Hurts. So uh, this team is down 23 total points to Yug's team. So it's, you know, in the hunt with Hertz. I guess Hertz is probably Hertz and Josh Allen got to be the two of the quarterbacks, you know, carrying a lot of the. So that's why you having Lamar and Tua is pretty sick. Hertz fields. That's interesting. Saquon having Damian Harris is interesting. I know he's kind of losing his job. But those things can change. Ramondre could get dinged up. They could go to more Harris. Things change. Saquon, Damian Harris, Alexander Madison, who's also in some trade rumors. I imagine they're not going to trade him now. They seem to be you know, going for it. But the contingent value, pretty fun on Alexander Madison. How the hell? Mark Ingram hurt. That sucks. Tyrion Davis-Price. How are you scoring so many points? How, this team has 1,187 points with Tyrion Davis-Price Mark Ingram, Keonta Ingram. How is that even possible? I mean, I know Saquon is a monster, but your wider uh, we haven't got to it yet. But these wide receivers, I know Hurts is a smash. Kittle and it's Kittle and Hurst. This is see, this is very confusing to me. But also why I'm interested in doing this every week. So you guys can share with me these teams where I can't figure out how it has 1,187. 88 points. The running backs besides Saquon suck. Madison's done a little bit, right? Ingram had a week or something. Mark Ingram, not Silas's Silas's boy, Keontae. Justin Jefferson, obviously smash. A.J. Brown, obviously smash. Marquise Brown was great before he went down. Devonta Smith um, has had two big weeks maybe three or four usable weeks. So that's nice. Now you got Claypool, who's also had one who also had one really good game that I'm sure you used. Jarvis Landry hurt. Rondale had a good game last week. Nico hurt. Valus useless. KJ Hamler useless. How does this team have so many points? But again, what a perfect team where it's like you're you're absolutely destroying and how many of these guys are going to show up in playoff pods? Like maybe by sheer luck, someone like Alexander Madison will or something, but like Claypool, Landry, Valis, Rondale, Kittle. No. Two Kittles only had two decent games and they weren't, they were good, but they weren't like, he didn't, he didn't pull a Taysom. So like super, super interesting. Super, super interesting. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's DK. It's DK. It's DK. No, totally fine. Totally fine, Jake. But still, that's still crushing. Absolutely crushing on on DK. And it's the same story. Those Most of those guys are not going to be super popular on DK in the playoff rounds. So thanks for hanging out. First show of this. We'll continue every single week. 
you know, this was the first one. So we had like a whole lot to cover and it's trade deadline day. So we get Claypool news in the middle of the show. We got Hawkinson news earlier. <clears throat> CMC traded last week. Kadarius Tony traded last week. So there was a whole lot of different stuff to hit on. Moving forward, we'll talk about what happened this week. Start to do some of the experiments that we did with looking at Tony, looking at Pickens, you know, but it'll be different week to week, right? <clears throat> if if Josh Jacobs has another down game, I don't even know if they're, I, I don't know if they're playing or who they're playing. If Josh Jacobs has another down game, oh, the I think they play the Jags. If Josh Jacobs has another down game, what do we, right? What do we think? Five days ago, we thought Josh Jacobs was the smash of all smashes. If we come next week at this time, how are we going to be projecting Josh Jacobs moving forward? How are we going to be projecting Christian McCaffrey? How are we going to be projecting George Pickens, Chase Claypool, all these guys, Kadarius Tony, to where we'll continue to like build upon this? Maybe some weeks we'll show up and it'll be really bad. <laughs> the The things that happen, you know, Sorry to Derrick Henry drafters. Derrick Henry has another 200-yard multi-touchdown game, and we'll be wondering if the big dog's coming back to haunt us from last season, uh, us getting lucky when he got hurt. But we'll kind of go week by week, review the best ball landscape, review some of the hot, hot names, hot topics, and eventually get close to the playoffs or get into the playoffs and probably look back at a lot of this. Like, why the fuck are we talking about Chase Claypool on the Bears? Cheers, Andrew. Thank you. Awesome team. Awesome team to Jake. Thank you for joining us. Yugs. I'm not, I, I wish all of you good luck, but Yugs, we'll be rooting for your team. Come back next week. We'll pull it up again. See where you stand. I'm excited. I'll be rooting. I'll be rooting for your team. And, uh, um, and all you guys' teams, but mostly, mostly my own teams. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week.